The Commonwealth Secretary General is calling for a more inclusive financial system that drives financial resources towards climate action, particularly for climate vulnerable countries. The World Tourism Organization Summit has just concluded in Mauritius, East Africa. The Commonwealth Secretary General, Baroness Patricia Scotland, spoke with Lydia Lewis. Tourism breathes life into the ecosystem, the communities, and the people in SIDS, two thirds of which, as you know, our Commonwealth uh, members. So the Pacific is incredibly important. So it's a vital source of revenue to our small island developing states for livelihoods and you know the, the impact of the disaster recovery, the debt servicing and the biodiversity preservation. That's had a huge impact on our small islands and, and the disruption of tourism therefore has been very painful. Absolutely. And with this skyrocketing debt right across the Pacific, we know that nations now are are turning more now than ever to develop states, China, US, for assistance. We have to accept that if you look at the position of the small island developing states, they have been disproportionately disadvantaged by this climate crisis, which they have not contributed to. If you look at the G20, the G20 countries have probably um, uh, committed to 80% of the greenhouse gases. Uh, The small uh, states have have contributed less than 5% of the developing states. So this is inequitable. And we now need to honour the contributions and the commitments that were made right back in 2009. The world accepted that this imbalance, this injustice needed to be addressed. And the developed states committed to $100 billion contribution for adaptation and mitigation. That still has not been honoured. We know that to uh, pay for that which is needed, we probably need $4 trillion. So this is now the time for the world to accept that if we are to rebalance the position between small and develop and small developing states and developing states and the developed states, we're going to have to redress that imbalance. And you'll know that we've been talking about uh, introducing a universal vulnerability index. And have you spoken with King Charles following his coronation about the Pacific? Well, I think you know, as King Charles has had this passion almost for his whole life and his commitment to climate change, his commitment to the small and vulnerable countries in particular for climate change has continued. And we came together as a, a, a commonwealth before the lead, no, the leaders meeting, before the um, before the uh, uh, coronation, and it is absolutely clear that all the leaders of the Commonwealth countries are committed to this, and they remain committed to this. And I'm confident that the king's commitment remains. Undimmed. And finally, it's hard to ignore the increase of geopolitical tensions in the region. The UK has also shown an interest in the region. What are your observations? What is the Commonwealth's position on these superpowers like the UK, China and the US using 
their power across the Pacific at the moment? Well, I think the most important thing for our Commonwealth family is for us to remain resolute, supporting each other, promoting good practice, promoting good governance, the rule of law, democracy, all of those things that we have done for the whole time that we've been a Commonwealth family and basically can make sure that our members no longer drown in debt.